Normally we talk about retro games on the podcast, but today we have a slightly different take on things. Uh, we have a special guest, Rory. Uh, some of you might know I'm streaming from Channel 3. Hey. But we are talking about his uh, short film today. Is it still short? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still short. Hey, 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 everybody. It sounded like it went longer than you had intended. Well, it's. I had hoped, you know, it, it's eight pages, and there's not a lot of dialogue, which ends up translating to longer on the screen because it's lots of action, but not action action. It's not an action movie. You know, when I get out there on the day and I start, I'm working with, like, for the first time, like, genuine, like, professional, like, actors, and we start kind of like shaping the scene a little bit more, right? Because the script was just like bare bones, just like a, a foundation, really. I like to kind of work with the actors on the day. So we just sort of ended up, you know, uh, so we could ease in and out of the scenes better. There's just a lot of improvisation. There's like extra dialogue at the beginning of the scene that I had written and then a little bit after because they would just sort of close close out the scene themselves as, as actors in a way that they do. And uh, they flesh things out and made it more real. So... Uh, I, I'm still aiming for under 10 minutes, hopefully, but right now the rough cut's sitting around 14 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, today on Press B to Cancel, behind the scenes on a short film. <laughs> yeah, long intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite the cold open we've got there. That's cool. My bad. You guys are going to get that all. I, I ramble. I'm so sorry. That's that's, that's totally fine. Us and tangents. Rambling that's and tangents. Thing. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that's the podcast in a nutshell. Good. Polish is going to have like a five-hour <laughs> podcast edit down. <laughs> As I said, today we've got Rory. Say hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> and uh, we are also joined by Sick Jake. As always, glad to be here. Uh, the other two are, uh, they have been taken by a monster or something, as I understand it. Anyway. I know, the, the weird dead silence. I was, like, waiting for more. I was waiting for, like, more on the monster thing. I was just like, is it, what, what is it? What is this monster? What's it? They've just been swallowed <laughs> by the Christmas spirit, I guess. Just don't go in the den. Why'd you, why'd you go in the den? Oh. Yeah, stay out of World 3 Gym, damn it. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, movie stuff, but let let. We got to talk about retro games just a little bit somewhere. I got to squeeze it in for me. You got to. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. On with the show. Let's go. We. I'm sure I'm sure we'll wander into tangents left and right here. Let's do it. So when I saw you were making a short film, I got pretty excited. Can't lie. Cool. I mean, we we know that I uh, I chipped in on the Indie. Was it Indiegogo? It was Indiegogo. Yeah. You became a producer. Yeah. Okay. And I was I was like, hell yeah, because I've always kind of been into the behind the scenes of not just movies, but just the film industry in general, be it television. You know, we're going all the way back to like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and things like that nice. now. And so when I saw that, I was like, hey, I know this guy. I want to help him. That was very, that was very cool. And the wife was like, you want to help him, don't you? And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. She was like, all right, let's do it. I, I, I have to admit, I, w I was in shock. I was overwhelmed, really, by uh, not just your generosity, but everybody's generosity. You know, it was one of those things where, yeah. you know, I was going to make it for like zero money. And then I was like, well, shit, I really need a location, like a house to shoot in. So I thought, you know, this house that I like, and it's the only place I found that had everything was like $1,600, you know, for the time I would need it. And I thought, oh, I'll just try and raise a couple grand, you know, to like help pay for that or whatever. And then uh, people just kind of kept throwing it in. So it turned into a 
you know, the movie is of the quality it is because of everybody's support, really. You know, we would have made the movie, but it certainly wouldn't have looked and and had it just wouldn't have had it wouldn't be what it is right now without without all that stuff, without all that support. So it was it was quite heartwarming. Yeah, you got quite the show of support from your community. Uh, you were funded completely within 24 hours, like funded plus, right? Pretty close. I think in the I think in the first 24 hours, it was like 80 or 85 percent or something like really high. And then uh, and then the last. No, maybe it, maybe it was 24 hours and it got like totally fun. It was it was quick, man. And then it just I was like, OK, well, I just kind of kept putting these stretch little goals in and people kept uh, pitching in. But, yeah, it was fast, you know, and I didn't anticipate that I had put the made the campaign weeks long thinking that it would just sort of like, you know, it would trickle in kind of thing. And then it happened. And then it happened very quickly. And then the only thing I ran into an issue with that is that this is just me not thinking. I've never done this before. I don't get the payout for, you know, three weeks or so after the (laughs) fact. And and I was like, well, wait a minute. Not even till the end, but like, yeah, like the full three weeks after the end of the campaign itself, uh, generally. And then I went, well, wait a second. I'm going to be shooting by then or starting shooting. Like, I need to spend this money ahead of time. And I don't have, you know all this cash sort of like uh, ahead of time to burn so it was you know you do what you do you call up your mom you know <laughs> you call up mom and mom comes to the rescue and i was just like mom listen bad timing on my part i didn't think this through i need your help here i need you to loan me the the indiegogo stuff ahead of time and uh, she came through and did that how long in advance were you planning this project it's something you want to do for for a long time right no, no, this particular project, it's crazy, guys. It went from a friend of mine just knew that I had been wanting to get back into making movies, you know, for a while. And I had said at the beginning of the year it, uh, that 2020 was going to be the year I make a short film again, because it had been like over a decade since I had done something like this proper. And then the pandemic hit. And then I put it out of my mind. I didn't think about it. And whatever it was, six weeks ago now, a friend of mine who's part of this um, uh, collection of filmmakers, um, uh, part of a group called Just Scare Me. It's a bunch of guys in L.A. And these are all working directors that, uh, you know, they're, they're working on stuff that you see on TV and whatnot. They get together and challenge each other to create like a little short film. Uh, they have two months to do it and it can be as small as they want or as big as they want. It's just basically like gym class for these filmmakers, you know, to kind of just be creative and do little in-between projects between, you know, their actual work. And uh, a friend of mine, LaShawn, he, was, he said, like, hey, man, you should, like, join the group next month or whatever and, like, make a short. I know you're wanting to do it. And I had planned to just do something small, guys, because, like, you know, I don't have a lot of time and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's a bit intimidating, but I'm going to do it. So this project actually went from a, an idea to script all the way through production to shooting it and wrapping uh, the shoot in five weeks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And And... It's one of those things. I'm just really proud of what we pulled off because five weeks might sound like a long time, but when you when people see sort of just the scope of kind of like what we did, and it was a two man crew plus our makeup artist, um, I don't know. Just I'm really proud of it. You know, it's a big project. There was a lot to do, and because of that, just the two man crew was essentially me just having to do all the roles, right? So I would I was having to self produce it and deal with the union for the first time because all the actors are part of the union and then um, uh, deal with all the location rentals, the prop rentals, the wardrobe, the production design. Just I learned a lot because it's a lot to think about. You know, It's a lot to think about. When I went into the project, I was like, oh, I'm just going to write this thing and I'm going to shoot it like in a day or two over the weekend. And it turned into a, a massive four day sort of uh, uh, project. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I can't wait for you guys to see it because uh, it was a lot of work, but uh, it was fun and I'm proud of it. 
I'm guessing this is definitely the largest film project you've headed up. Oh, by far, by far. As far <laughs> as far as like the ambition of it goes, it's just like for those that have made films before, like you, you know, like kind of just like the the amount of sort of like effort that goes into some of this stuff. And uh, when you see what we've done, because it's got like a, it's got a location that we had to build. You know, like there's this creature den. There's a creature in it. We, you know, I had to build a. Uh, a bit of a creature that we we see in the movie um i had to do build the props there's just uh it's a big undertaking so we should say the movie is is called a rack right and it's uh, a horror style movie the title is changed now right that was the working title yeah that's so right we've all kind of come to know it as a rack and a rack has really uh admittedly grown on me but it does it, that name was has always been sort of a working title because it just came from one of the props and one of the props and uh, has a little bit of a spider-like feature with its arms. It's got like lots of these these eight dangly arms. Yeah, it's nightmare fuel. <laughs> I love it. It's it funny. is, yeah, yeah. It's a creepy thing. But it didn't, Iraq doesn't fit the themes of the movie ultimately, especially after shooting it and what it turned into. So it has a new title and the new title is getting shared with everybody on the 21st when the trailer is revealed. You guys, if you, I've said, uh, uh, may know the new title, or at least if you, if you, once you see the trailer, because I've I've sent to you guys to you guys for a sneak peek, that reveals what the 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 new the the new title is at the end of it. Well, we're recording before you reveal that trailer. However, we're probably publishing this after you reveal the trailer. So if you're okay with that, you can share the title here. Oh, oh yeah, because this is coming out after the fact. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So the title is Within. Which is awesome. I did watch the trailer. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, you shared it with both of us today. And man, I, I watched it twice. Okay, there I you go. I watched it once and sat on it for a minute. And then I watched it a second time and kind of tried to really absorb. And I was so excited. Okay, cool. I was all in. Cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys ended up checking it out or not. Because we... Um, yeah, so like, what's in the trailer? We can talk about that stuff too, because uh, um, again, I guess the show will be out. Uh, I'm keep, I, I got to get wrap my head around that. We're in the future right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I quite like about the trailer is that now that you guys have seen it, you understand what I'm talking about with just like the scope and sort of the two man crew stuff. But what you're not seeing is like the extra stuff that I'm talking about. Uh, in a sense, just like the um, there's the whole finale, there's two huge scenes, like the two the the ending of the movie, all that stuff is not seen. There's about there's probably four or five scenes that aren't glimpsed at in the movie. And it's really only the two end scenes that are quite crazy by comparison, but uh, point being there's surprises. And for a short film, we're bouncing around quite a bit. Oh, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the first impressions I had for the trailer was just the high level of quality. Like, honestly, amazing work. And you mentioned two-man Thank crew you. to shoot this. But yeah, the lighting absolutely. is amazing. The setting, the atmosphere is really set up really well in the trailer. Um, Thank really you. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle German, my uh, uh, director of photography. I, I've worked with him for a few years now doing wedding cinematography, working in the South Asian wedding stuff. And he also does like these like uh, uh, music videos and things like that. But he hasn't been doing tons of stuff you know outside of just like these small little his uh fiance is an amazing dancer so he does these little dance videos with her and whatnot but he hadn't done a film like this uh, in quite a while either and i just knew like working with him and his sensibilities like when we were doing the wedding stuff i just i was like kyle's ready like to show people that like he can do something like he knows what he's doing as far as like actual dramatic lighting setups and and, and all that stuff and he actually exceeded my expectations because i knew he was going to do nice work for me but i have to admit like 
again, like I knew we were going to do something good. It was going to, we were going to be happy with it, but it looks when I, when I cut the trailer together uh, and I was looking at it, it looks like a, it looks more like a real fucking movie. If I have to be honest than I even anticipated, you know, Kyle's work oh, yeah. is really <laughs> strong and the stuff that he's doing outside of the frame that we don't see as viewers, um, is stuff that's sort of like beyond my expertise, you know, like I'm a good cameraman. I'm, I'm, I'm decent behind the camera and I'm okay with my lighting and whatnot, but like, I wouldn't have been able to do what he did. If I was DP in this, if it was the roles were reversed, I would not have done what he did. It was just on an, another level, which is wonderful. You want to surround yourself with, with good people, right? Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I know from your stream that you're always top notch when it comes to the creativity and the ideas. Like you got one of the, the most fun streams around when it comes to the, the stuff you put in the effort you put into it. So when you work with other people who are also specialized in areas like that, it's just quality all around. It's really well done trailer. Yeah. And, th and thank you. And I think that's why people were like pretty cool with uh, pitching in as well, you know, because uh, I, I think they had seen, uh, I have to, uh, it was surprising, um, not so much in hindsight, but more than 50%, I think, or like at least, I'm going to say at least 40%, but I think it was over 50% of the Indiegogo backing came from Twitch support you know, from friends from Twitch, which blew me away. Um, the, you know, the rest came from family and friends. And a, there was a small portion that came from randoms that actually just found it through Indiegogo, which was really awesome as well. But the outpouring of support from the Twitch community was amazing. And uh, in hindsight, you know, I, you guys more so than friends and family get to see sort of my commitment to pulling off what I can with low budget stuff on the stream anyway. And I think that that commitment to push. So I think uh, that helped a lot in people's trust uh, in me. Yeah, like I can't speak for the Twitch community in general, but based on my opinion, what I saw was like, well, if this guy can do what he does, you know, in a closet, because a lot of what I saw you do was in the closet under the stairs back when, yeah, with the group, with just with a basic green screen, a little bit of space, and some creativity, and a few pieces of lighting and hardware. I was like, this guy with money behind it, it should be really rad. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's funny, though. I'm going to, uh, if all backers will see the budget, because even I was just like, oh, man, now I got like four grand to sort of like make a movie. But man, like, I don't want to ever deal with like budgets <laughs> and, and stuff again, because it's just sort of like, it's so sad to see like where the money like gets gobbled up you know like when you end up doing something with the union you realize now you've got to have like proper food on set and insurance for actors and everything just starts like adding up and during covid it was like all of a sudden like i had to have this whole like covid safety plan that has to get written up and approved by ActSafe and WorkSafe. And it's like this huge back and forth. It oh, was wow. This, dude, it was crazy, right? So that it means like, then I have to make sure I have policies for sanitizing the set stuff. I have to have the temperature guns. I have to make sure everybody's, we've got sanitations and like, you know, personal soaps. And like, it's like this, it turns into, you know, I get it, but making, it's it's something I hadn't thought about at the time when I was writing the project as well was the the whole covid thing I've, I, I've i've kind of gotten just adapted and used to it in my own little bubble that i hadn't thought of the bigger implications of trying to make a movie with union actors during a, a pandemic and it absolutely complicated things do not recommend <laughs> do okay. not film during a <laughs> pandemic <laughs> yeah or at the very least don't film with through the union <laughs> during a <laughs> pandemic still be safe still be safe and follow the rules but the extra hoops that you have to jump through with paperwork and and whatnot is uh, uh, an absolute nightmare 
And it's funny because I think of the people I know who work through the pandemic and a lot of them, their employers are just like, like on the surface, yeah, you know, do all the things the right way. But in reality, it, it doesn't really reflect that. They're like, yeah, whatever, skirt corners here and there all the time. Mm. And it sucks for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it, it's nice to know that you did do what was necessary, do things the right way. Oh, we absolutely, yeah, we, 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 we had to, right? We had to, we had to try our best to maintain some sort of safety, like, protocols within there, right? And it would be an absolute horrible, horrible situation if our tiny little, you know, production yeah. <laughs> ended up becoming a, a spreader, you know, production, you know? It's like, what, what happened? Like, where did this, you know, oh, these five people got together with these three, you know, union actors or whatever, and then, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> Good God, man! I I would, uh, I'd be shamed. I'd be shamed. <laughs> you know, the movie would be shamed. Another question I had, and uh, you know, if there's any questions you aren't comfortable answering, just let us know. We'll cut that block. You're fine. Sure. No, I'm pretty comfortable. Go. I'm kind of curious. How did you get in touch with the with like David David Lewis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with all of them, really, it was like David. I first met David right after film school i think it was i think it was the first year after i finished film school or maybe i was in my second year of film school i was like just finishing and this was like 2007 or so and a friend uh, in film school who was finishing a third year he was making his like third year project he was making this beautiful short film called the light of family burnham i still have it on dvd and uh, david lewis was the actor that he had cast as the lead in that and I, it was my first time just on set, like watching him work and whatnot. And it was one of my earliest times, like on set, watching a professional actor, too. And he was just awesome. He, you know, he, he did really great work. And this was, you know, going back 13 years now. He, he was already doing like really great work then. And his atmosphere on set was just awesome. Like uh, uh, his personality is like really outgoing. He's funny. He makes everybody feel welcome. But he's an, he's a, an incredible pro- uh, professional as well. And I had just been seeing him over the years on these little projects through friends of friends and whatnot. And I knew him on Facebook, but I hadn't talked to him in like 10 years. You know, I just when I was thinking about this idea, I had David in mind because he's always popping up on my feed. And uh, and because he's always popping up my feed, I thought, hey, at least I have a simple way to if I ever am crazy enough to ask him to be in something of mine, I can he's there, you know. So I just approached him, man. I just shot him a message on Facebook after not talking to him. The receipt history was still on Facebook. (laughs) It was like, I don't know, 11 so years or something since the last time we said anything to each other on Facebook. But I just reached out and said, David, listen, man, I got this idea. You know, uh, I, I think at the time I said, David, I've got the script that I wrote for you. I would love for you to read it. You know, da, 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 da. the self-appreciating ending, you know, no worries if you know, brush me off, you know, you know, whatever it was like, I, you know, I won't feel bad if you, you know, I don't hear from you or whatever. And then he responds like within an hour and he's like, you know, fuck that self-depreciating shit, man. You know, just like put your best <laughs> foot forward, you know, send me the script. And I was like, what? And then I didn't even have the script. I said I had the script, but I never expected him to actually get back to me. I was just like, I was just in this like really inspiring, like passionate mood that night. And I had like kind of written an outline and I was like, then I was like, I'm going to fucking message David. I'm just like feeling really inspired, you know? And uh, when I'm passionate and feeling like that, like I often just act without thinking. So I messaged David though. I was like, I got the script for you. And he he got back to me so fucking fast and said, send the script. And I went, oh shit. So I wrote the script that night and then sent it to him in the morning. Again, not expecting to hear back from him. And then he said, let's meet. 
So I met him, and then he said, yeah, let's fucking do it. So that was it. And at that point, he's like, well, how are you going to do it? And I said, I don't know. I'll just do it. I'll figure <laughs> it out, David. I'm a grinder. And now that you're on board, and I was honest with him, too. I said, you know, part I'm working backwards here, and I really want to get you attached to this so that, you know, not only are you great for the project and uh, yada, 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 but, uh, you know, you're marketable for me. Like, if I can have you attached, it means I can cast the rest, you know, much easier, et cetera, et cetera. And, and he'd love to hear that, of course, too. And he was on board. So that was that. And once I had David on, I realized, holy shit, it's real. Now I have to fucking make this thing. And that kept me going. <laughs> and uh, I need that drive, honestly, to get projects like this done because it's very easy just to, you know, it's a lot of work and I can be lazy sometimes. So what I do is I, I, I put myself into a position where I have to deliver or let a lot of people down. <laughs> you know, basically, that's that's how I light the fire <laughs> under my fucking ass. And uh, that's exactly how I got this movie made. I would not have got this movie made in the speed it had gotten made if David, if I hadn't that night gone, I'm going to message David, even though I'm not ready. And then David hadn't agreed to read it. And then I met with David. Once David was on board, it was like, we're going like I have, he's into this. I can't let this guy down. He's like trusting me. He's coming on board. Let's go. Like, and then that was it. So I just had to hit the road running and just start putting it together. Man, that sounds like a, <laughs> a a bit of a rush really it's in, it's crazy it's crazy and now i guess because it's this whole thing coming out so to add to like the snowball of what this project has been before i had just written the script i think i was um maybe i just put the indiegogo campaign up and then a friend of mine down in la uh, messaged me and she was just like hey send me your script and uh and I was like, okay. And she is like, she's part of like the Coppola family a little bit. Like, so she's like, sort of like used to produce some of James Frank, some of James Franco's like smaller projects and whatnot. She's, you know, she's actually, she's um, partnered with one of the Franco brothers. So like, I, I, I remember laughing with my ex when uh, I sent the script to Iris and I was like, can you just imagine if Iris like reads the script and then she like sends it to James and then James like messages me and he's like, hey man, I want to help you make your movie. Right. I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> So, so anyways, though, like I fucking send Irish, Iris a script. And then like a few days later, she's like, hey, Rory, would you ever be interested in, uh, you know, directing something that like wasn't your own or anything like that? And I was like, what? Yeah, like, yeah, like, sure. Like, I don't care. I just want to like make movies or whatever. And she was like, oh, OK, well, uh, I sent your I sent my, uh, your script to this uh, to my producer friend and and he likes it and uh, and he wants to like maybe talk to you. And I was like, what? So this is before we even started shooting this movie. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell is going on here? Okay, well, it's all just it's all just talk right now. And then another two days go by and I get an email from Iris and she's like, hey, Rory, I'm just putting you in contact with, uh, you know, so and so. And, you know, you guys can meet and like maybe we set up a Zoom meeting. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then so I ended up having this Zoom meeting with a, a producer down in the States uh, who is now sort of watching what we're doing with the short film and is uh, he talked to me really not about the short film. I thought he was going to talk to me about the, uh, my short film, but it, the meeting was really about potentially directing a feature film for him in the new year. And like, that's wild. So this is all this is all part of the snowball of like this project going from an idea to something much more ambitious and like just the pressures of it, you know, and, and whatnot. And, and the fire lit under my ass because I was like, I don't know if this job with this guy is dependent on this short film now, but I, it feels like it could be a little bit. He wants to use the short film to help sell me to 
other like producers and the agents of the actors to be like, oh, we know he hasn't done anything yet. He's never made a feature, da, da, da. but like what he's just done in like, you know, a matter of weeks with like no budget kind of thing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's that extra pressure. So that's all been part of this like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking make a movie uh, with a couple friends over the weekend to David Lewis, to this, to the producer, to trying to shoot it in five weeks to get it done, to make, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's been a wild fucking six weeks. I'll, I'll tell you that. I love how much hype and personal excitement plays a factor in the films industry when it comes to successes. Mm. I mean, obviously, your body of work is always going to be your resume, no matter how big or small you are. Yes. But excitement for what a person it just has on the table in front of them plays a bigger factor in that industry than a lot of industries. And I, I always find it amusing. Like when, when, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to, uh, so like when, the, when the, when the creator attached to it is excited about like what they're doing in a sense, or like the, like you sent the script yeah and she liked it and she was excited. So she was sharing it. And all of a sudden that excitement turned from, wow, this is cool to, Hey, you want a job? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's really, it's really cool. And, and I will, here's another cool thing though. Iris admitted to me after she didn't even fucking read it before she sent it to this guy <laughs> okay you know and i was like and i was like whoa 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 because i was asking her like you know what she what she thought she's like oh i haven't read it yet i'll read it before the zoom meeting though and i was like whoa wait whoa you didn't even fucking read it what if it was shit and she was just like listen rory i gotta be honest with you it doesn't matter if i like it or not he has to like it so i'm not gonna like I, it doesn't need to go through this chain do you know what i mean i sent it to him if he likes it then 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 he likes it and i was like oh okay you know like because she's just she's I mean, really that makes sense she's a she's a producer like she's really is like in work mode she's got a lot of projects that she's doing herself and that was just something i hadn't even considered she was just like no like i had I'll, I'll, i'm gonna read it before the zoom meeting but it was like i it, it doesn't matter if i like it rory i could love it i could hate it it doesn't matter if it, it's, a, it's if he likes it that's it so i didn't even need to, i didn't need to read it i sent it to him i knew you were excited by it i sent it to him i know i know what you can do uh you know i i think you're talented i just sent it to him and it was it's yeah it's been crazy so uh no pressure at all i ha i feel no pressure <laughs> at all to deliver something that not only the people who put money in towards it and backed it you know are happy with and feel like they they invested in something of, uh, that was worth it uh but now the added pressure of uh potentially this thing turning into a, a life-changing sort of career opportunity uh, as well. No pressure at all. <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome if it did. Oh, amazing. Assuming that's what you want, you know? If oh, I would, I would love that. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. But it's also one of those things where it's like I can't, I have to keep resetting my brain, right? And just go like, listen, nothing's signed right now. It's just, it's just a couple guys talking, Yeah. you know, about stuff. And like anything in the film industry and television industry, it's, you know, it could all disappear in a second. You know, these projects could fall through. He wants to do these three films uh, all at the same time that he's got. He's got a like 1.5 million. He wants to do three $500,000 like low budget sort of like horror things. And uh, he wants me to do one of them. But that could all who knows what happens. Investors back out. Who knows? But in the next few weeks, in the next few weeks, I should be finding out if that's a thing or not. So anyway, fingers crossed. But I'm not keeping my I'm not get, I'm not setting any expectations, you know. Yeah. Well, with within, to ask, you got to... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I go just ahead. wanted to ask us. No, you, you go know. ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go ahead. We'll figure it out in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to ask because um, you're in BC, so you did this movie in BC, and BC and Toronto are kind of like the two meccas, I guess, of the film industry in Canada. 
but you're talking to a lot of people in LA as well. How has that been for you to try to create this film while being in Canada? Has it been is there an advantage to being BC or didn't matter because everything was remote with people in LA? Just kind of curious how that works. Oh, it didn't matter at all because the stuff with the 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 L, there's no actual connections with the LA stuff and this whatsoever, other than me talking with this producer in LA. But he has actually has no connections with this film and all the guys that are part of the collective, the Just Scare Me collective. Like they're all doing their own films and they help each other out over there and collaborate over there. But I'm just on my own over here in BC, and and my film will sort of like be submitted with them and you know have their support once it's there, uh, as far as like sharing it around and all that goes. But yeah, no, this was just straight up a simple Canadian production. You know, there was no no crossing of borders in any way as far as this film getting produced. So n- no difficulties there. All the actors and the crew and stuff are all, I guess, local, right? They're in BC. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, all, everybody, everybody's Canadian. The, the uh, Ridley, the boy who plays uh, the son in the movie, is from the island in, uh, over in Victoria. So he had a, a bit of travel to get here. But uh, David Lewis and Lisa Chandler actually both live like three or four blocks in either direction of me so it was oh, oh wow awesome. <laughs> yeah so they're they're super close which is great because i'm gonna have to do some adr with them and some extra little recordings to fix some audio stuff and post so it'll make it very convenient and you got to do practical effects on this right yeah 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 the, the only thing we're doing um with post visual effects is the removal of me so <laughs> there is a uh I'm just editing the film now. So, like, right now, I mean, who knows what happens in the editing process, you know? Maybe I end up cutting the creature. I have no idea. I probably won't uh, because we put work into it. But it all depends. This is part of – in the editing, that's when the movie's truly birthed, you know? Like, it's always this collaborative thing. Like, I might have had this idea. I might have wrote the script. But the moment I get on set with Kyle and the actors, like – you know, it becomes everybody's movie and it, and it evolves a little bit. And then that what we've shot has it's still like everything that we had in the script is still we shot all of that. But there's just extra to it. You know, there's more depth to it. And then you get into the editing room and you start going, oh, well, I could you know what shit like this shot actually works over here instead of this and if i reorder this and if i just take this fucking part right out it moves this farther and oh it gives new meaning to this and all of a sudden like you have a move like something different you know maybe maybe better maybe not as good i don't know but you the editing process is really where like you find out what your movie is going to be i have a really good idea of what this movie is ultimately going to be in the edit but i'm still you know, I'm massaging it, you know, I'm still playing with it and, and figuring things out. But yes, practical effects. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, of mind of like, uh, like the Finchers and the Nolans, the Carpenters and whatnot, like practical, practical, practical. I, I want to shoot everything that I can in camera and then only use the uh, post effects work um, to support what I've done in camera. So in this case, we could have, I could have like asked somebody to create like CG monster or whatever, but I wanted to try and build something, you know? So we, uh, yeah. we, we built that rig and then um, I'm sort of like puppeting the arm. So I've got my friend who's a great compositor. He's gonna end up taking me out. I just wore like a green suit in between the, the arms that I'm wearing. And uh, he's going to remove me from sort of that picture. So we, sh- we shoot clean slates 
of uh, of the environment as well for him to sort of reference and he'll be helping out in other little areas as well um like with a little area where i missed some continuity he can like help with some blood continuity he can like kind of repair that and fix that there's a scene later in the movie where in, in the location that we're at i didn't want to ruin the location and have like blood splatter like you know on a ceiling or, or anything like that so he'll add in like little extra things like that you know i've already got the blood all over you know the weapon or whatever but he'll add like a you know a little splash that hits you know, the ceiling up in the shadow or something. Little things like that will be uh, a, a post effect. But if I can shoot it in camera, I'm going to shoot it in camera every time. Yeah, that usually looks better. It's it's very rare that, you know, post-production post, <laughs> post effects look as good as practical live effects. They're getting better and better and better, but they always they always date themselves at some point. Um, and not that the practical yeah. effects don't end up also, you know, you, you start to see the wires being pulled a little bit more as time goes on. I still don't think anything comes close to, like, the thing. You know, James, the work that's done at James Carpenter's The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, is incredible. And, and I will take that any day of the week. Give me those practical effects, you know? The same thing with Nolan and the way he'll shoot stuff in camera. Um, and blow stuff up. Ultimately, it's cheaper than all the manpower and time it takes to do the CG and the rendering as well. Yeah, but like in the thing, I mean, most of the effects in that still hold up today. Oh, it is insane. A yes. few things. There's only a couple of shots where it's like, okay, that's a puppet head. But oh, dude, it is. Insane. Other than that, it is. Ins- <laughs> it is insane. Just thinking about it, man. I didn't, that you know, it's that movie's so old now, so it's whatever spoilers are out there but like when when the big dude is laying on the table and his head stretches off his body and the skid snapping and then these like arms come out and eventually the head's like pulling itself on the floor along the floor with its tongue and mm-hmm. like oh my god man like they and the dog the dog moment yeah anyways nothing nothing will beat good practical effects i don't know if you saw the one the one from like 10 years ago or something maybe it was 15 i don't remember exactly when it came out but the the prequel movie Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't even think it was that long ago. I, I want to say it was in the last ten years. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure we saw it before my kid was born, but after I met the wife. So, mm. eight-ish years ago, I'm gonna say. Yeah, but, yeah, it's uh, probably somewhere the, there. The effects in that just didn't stick with me as well as the original movie. No, no, they they weren't great effects to begin with, and and they definitely don't hold up. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about regarding the movie, or did you want to talk about some old games? Oh man, with the movie, yeah. I've... Unless you guys have questions, you know, I feel like for me, it's like, I'm almost like, you know, sick of it is the wrong word, but I'm taking a little bit of time right now. You know, people are asking like, how's the edit going? How's the edit going? I was like, you know what? I'm taking a few days. I got to take a, <laughs> I need to take a few days. I'm back on the stream a little bit, you know, um, I, I, and then I'll be gushing and, and chatting and chatting and chatting all, all about it. So if you, if you guys don't have any other questions about it, I don't have anything else that I, I, I feel I need to share today. Trailer comes out on the 21st, uh, you know, 22nd at the latest. I'm excited to share that with everybody. And then the movie will be out as soon as I can get it out, you know, ideally by uh, the new year, if not uh, January at the latest. How's it release? Is it, how are you going to share with people? Like, is it be for sale? Is it, is it? Well, that's, an, that's another thing I really have to sort of like wait and see, because like the big thing is, do we hang on to it for festivals or not? Right. So if I decide after the edit's done that like, Hey guys, we've got something that's pretty freaking cool here. Like we should be sending this to festivals if that's if we want to go that route and and have it be a festival run movie that means it won't be online which is like that's it's heartbreaking for me right because festival run movies you can't they can't screen anywhere first i can't just have it like on youtube until the festival run is done and then potentially distribution 
So I have to like weigh all that up once the edit is done because I what do I want to do? I I want to I I want to be able to submit it to festivals, but I want to be able to share it with everybody immediately as soon as it's done. Now backers will get their Blu-ray copy regardless if it's a festival thing or not. They'll have their private Blu-ray copy sent to them and they'll have the movie. Now whether or not it gets put online for everybody to see come January that really depends on sort of where we're at with the movie and whether or not we want to save it for festivals. It's a heartbreaking thing for me. You know, I, I have friends that uh, shot movies like a year ago that uh, still they can't share because of uh, uh, festival sort of like run reasons. And uh, that's a tough thing. That's a tough pill to swallow. Well, I'm still either way looking forward to it. Like just judging by the trailer, like I said, the quality is definitely high and it's really quite interesting. So looking forward to it. Cool. Well, I, I I hope it lives up to, you know, expectations. It's one of those things where it's like being the way I am. And you, and you guys know this just in general through the streams and whatnot, too. It's like I, I definitely like I'm I, I speak passionately about stuff. I get excited about stuff. I, I sort of share the dreams and the big ideas of stuff. And it really reminds me, though, a little bit of uh, I think it's Sean Murray when he was first talking about No Man's Sky. He really should have had somebody speaking for him so that he wasn't just like, here's like my dreams and aspirations. And this project is this. And oh, my God, it's this. And I'm going to do this and this and this. And then, you know, the reality is, well, things get scaled back by the time things get released, etc. But uh I, I'm proud of what we do. That's how I always end up <laughs> end up phrasing things. You know, I'm really proud of what we done. Uh, I I hope people like it. <laughs> you know, I really do. I'm not usually one for horror in general. With movies, the first time I saw a horror movie, I was four years old. Mm. It, my uncle showed it to me because he was a big horror fan, and he made a very quick point of going, "You don't need to be scared of that. It's makeup. It's makeup. Yeah, and not real." He sort of pointed out to me how it was made because i think it was night of the living dead or something was the was what i was watching with him mm. and i mean thinking back he really shouldn't have been showing me that movie had my mom realized he was doing that she probably would have kicked his ass but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little late for that it was different times different times back then yeah and uh so ever since then horror movies generally don't grab me unless they have a really cool concept i don't just like scare factor because the scare factor doesn't doesn't usually work on me. And I mean, I'll go back. I, I love the Alien movies, some yeah. a lot more than others. And I love Critters of all Ooh, things. Nice, nice. You're, <laughs> you're, you're reminding me as we talk about this and whatnot. I guess we, we actually haven't, I haven't shared what the movie is actually about. I don't think once, really. Uh, so just uh, the elevator pitch for those that don't know. Um, it, it's ultimately about a, uh, a, a family who's on the, uh, the verge of collapse, who is figuratively and literally eaten by their own demons, like their personal demons kind of thing. So that's, that's the ele- elevator pitch of the movie. And well, it's sort of like, it's 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 not like it's a horror movie, but it's really a a family breakup movie, right? Disguised as a horror movie, and it's definitely not like a jump scare movie. This is a slow burn, atmospheric. You know, it's it's more unsettling than scary. I, I I would describe it more as unsettling and utterly heartbreaking. Really, I th- I find it heartbreaking, but I have a lot of attachment to the material because. It's in a lot of ways just sort of like my breakup with my family, like how like my split, like that's what the emotional core is and like how how shitty I was feeling and how, you know, all those emotions or whatnot is sort of what is the central core of this movie. 
so I have a lot of attachment to that. And that's why I, I, I personally find this so much more like more of a heartbreaking, unsettling film than a, 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 a true sort of horror film, as, as some might think. Yeah, well, I mean, being unsettling, that usually lends itself to, and heartbreaking, like you said, lends itself for the audience to get a little more attached to the material. Yeah, and I think that's what's important, right? I think that's a lot of what's lost in a lot of cheap sort of horror movies is the, if you don't care about the characters dying, it loses a lot, right? So I, I feel like we've we've created something where people will be able to identify and see something in themselves in this movie. If uh, the the only thing that hurts me about that is I f- I feel like if you if you connect with the characters or see something in there, you've probably gone through some heartbreak. That's that's the one sort of set sad side to it but i feel like there's enough in the short film for people to sort of get an idea of these this couple is a a real couple and what they've gone through so that you you do feel bad at the end yeah well i i would venture to say that most people have gone through some sort of heartbreak in their life that they can probably at least theoretically attach to the idea and understand and Mm -hmm. be emotionally connected in some way to the content you know Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm because uh, it's very rare that somebody goes through life like, oh, everything's been hunky-dory the whole time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But I'm I'm super excited. Based on what I saw in the trailer, I was I was very pleased and like sort of doing the Mr. Burns excellent waiting hopefully to see this soon. <laughs> good. Good. Well, and that that's that's all that's all I can, that's all I can really like hope for, right? When the trailer comes out. Again, it's just like I feel like I do I'm happy with what we've done and I'm proud of it, but uh, there's this it's different because people backed it, right? Like whether it was $10 or hundreds of dollars, it doesn't matter. It's like people like you know, during a pandemic when money is tight as well, like people put some money towards this thing and I want to make that's it's just that yeah it's it's important to me that it's like you know people are liking what they see you know all right so was there anything else you want to talk about aside from the movie any quick little hits of uh excitement from anything lately I know you haven't been streaming in a while no not really that's what's exciting though to me is that I'm back I I I am streaming (laughs) you know I did a stream the other day a couple days I've done two days in the last you know five days whatever got all the gold medals and piloing 64 feels really good to be back playing some old video games and chatting and nerding out with people on Twitch and got to hang out and watch Gmail today I think Gmail is like the first stream I've sat down and properly watched in weeks and weeks as well so that's exciting I'm excited about that I'm excited about old video games again I don't have the time as 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 you guys know as well with family and all that it's like I, something always yeah. has to give you know if i'm ta- if i'm taking on like something like that short film like i don't want to have to abandon my twitch channel or something else but that's there's something's got to give i have family i've got the twitch channel i've got the move like i can't do it all and so i had to take a I had to take a little leave again from twitch to to make sure i do this movie but uh balance balance is a tough thing but no uh nothing in particular nothing in particular i'm just excited to have the shooting done so i can do the other things i like to do you know feels <laughs> it feels good to kind of have that what's oh, that Jake? keep going yeah <laughs> oh i oh shit i don't even know now go on go on go on i was just gonna keep rambling <laughs> gonna... please <laughs> oh damn <laughs> no i was just gonna say that it's you know never having enough time in the day to do these projects but when it's something that you're so passionate about and it's that creative outlet that you can be really proud of what you're creating. That's that's the things that I always like the, mo- the most, right? Like, I love playing video games, love spending time with my family. But doing, you know, some episodes of the podcast, that's my creative outlet. I love doing that creative outlet in yeah. my life and having something there. 
So making a short film is just amazing and very inspiring uh, to see. Yeah, I hope it inspires people because I was is it it's in the same way that like I I got inspired just by these other guys that were doing these shorts. You know, I saw what they were doing and I went like, holy shit! Like I I want to do like this. I want to do it. Like you know, and whether it's you know you want to make a movie or do, you know uh, start a Twitch stream or uh, you know become a, a an amazing baker, whatever it is. I'm talking with somebody now who's just decided like they've always been a bit of a closet musician and they finally they they're going through this phase where it's just like they've realized that they've they've been living inside their head more than like actually living and now they're finally like doing the things that's where i feel like i'm in my life a little bit where it's just like you got to stop fucking living in your head and and just thinking about like these things that you want to do and not do it and just do it you know i i had always tried to enter these like film competitions where you'd get some money to make a short and i'd always get a bunch of rounds in and then not make it to the finals and you know it i i always i was always sort of dependent i always felt like i was dependent you know even with making movies because you know sometimes you need money and things like that like you know just to i always felt dependent on other people and you, i've just got to this point finally where it's just like you gotta just fucking do it you know just light that fire and that was the thing with david like i said just gotta go do it find the time and, and make it work yeah it's it's <laughs> let that be a reminder to people it's never too late to chase down what you want to chase down never I mean, unless you're in your 40s or 50s and you want to be a pro football player or something, then you might have missed the bus a little bit. But yes, for the most part, (laughs) just go for it. You know, if you feel like you're too old to go back to school, you know, like, fuck it, go back, like, do it. You know, like that. I I was constantly living with those things because before I moved out west to do film school, you know, I was like, I think it was 21 or 20. How old was I? I don't know, man. Young. And. You know, at that point, I'm like, oh, by the eight, by the time I'm 30, you know, I'm going to be like set. I'm going to be this like great camera operator or director or something. I'm going to have a Porsche. I'm going to do all this, you know. And then like I, I <laughs> preset these fucking like milestones for myself and I wasn't like meeting stuff, you know, and like my, my life would be going in these different directions and I'd be missing opportunities. I'd be blowing opportunities, whatever. Um, and I and I would get down on myself thinking that like this is it now, right? Like, I can't do the things I want to do. And it's just, it's utter bullshit, you know? It's utter bullshit. The only thing stopping us is ourselves, really. Get her done. If you want to go, if you want to do something, go for it. Yep, yep. All right. I think that'll do it. We're getting up on the uh, the hour mark here. Good. Polish has got his work cut out for him. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, he... <laughs> I was listening to the podcast that's coming out this Friday earlier today because I wasn't a part of it. And Paul was like, hey, I got a leg up on this one because there's only three of us talking instead of four. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. so he did. It, it makes it easier on him when there's only three of us instead of four of us. Nice. He'll be able to scan, too, and see, like, the giant, like, pockets where we were just sort of like, who's talking? Is somebody going to talk? Who's talking? Who's what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the miracles of podcasting distantly. Definitely when it's when there's a long string of one person talking for a while, it makes his editing job super easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it was good for me. It was it was good for me. Yeah, this was nice. Um, thank you for coming on. It's great having you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, where can where can the people find you for those who are unfamiliar with you? If if, if you want to, you want to hang out and chat, you guys can find me on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash channel three live. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at uh, channel three live underscore. But that's they're spelt differently. It's Twitter is channel and then the number three live underscore and Twitch is channel three spelt out T-H-R-E-E live. Anyways, come hang out, talk some old video games, watch some old commercials, have some fun. The underscore lives once again. 
It lives. Well, you know what's uh, I hate that underscore. What happened was, I I created I. Uh, there's a story to this, man. I on the Twitter. So I used to have an, an, another account because I I did a, another. My first Twitch experiment was years ago, and it was a different name that I was trying something, and um, I I had that account, and I wanted to create. Uh, I thought I had to create a whole new account to have a whole new like at name. Do you know what I mean? So I created the at Channel Three Live name and then i was like mm. and then somebody was like oh you could just change your fucking handle and i was like what like n- not just my name but like my actual at i can just change it like you know no big deal and they're like yeah so i was like oh so i went to like i'll make a channel i'll just change my n- old handle to channel three live then because then i'll have all my you know the, all the followers and everything already and then it was like oh you can't use that name because it's already taken i was like what oh yeah i took it it's my account and then i went back and i was like you know the old accounts like asking everybody to you know hey it's me from here and and then it got to a point where i just like i i one day i forgot the password or something i couldn't get in because all my devices are like fucking competing for the eight accounts i have for different things (laughs) and uh, i was like oh okay i'll just have to cancel this account and then wait the 30 days or whatever for the name to become available and then grab it again then i'll change my name but I still haven't canceled the other account because I never got back into it. So I have Channel 3, <laughs> the real Channel 3 live account that I want, the name, is being held hostage by me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm stuck with the fucking underscore because of me uh, and my own laziness and incompetence. So someday I will uh, uh, retrieve the proper name without the underscore. But because of my own stupidity, I am living with it. You've definitely got GP's underscore beat. <laughs> what's his underscore well he just changed his name and then he was like well I don't want to use his name anymore so he changed it again that time throw- wanting to go back to the original name but he couldn't for like another 30 days or something or 60 days uh, yeah. and so he had to live with the underscore for two months before he could change it back yeah there you go yeah we teased him <laughs> maybe a little too much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miss GP, I gotta get uh, back into some of the streams again. Are you streaming right now, Wolf, as well? Or are you still not streaming? I I am. It's only two to three days a week right now because uh, Kiddo is schooling at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certain yeah. mornings I don't want to compete with his class time, and other mornings I don't have class time to compete with. So. Right, right. Jake, you're streaming still. Uh, very rarely. <laughs> Mostly, I just do the podcast. <laughs> very rarely. I just recently moved, and also two kids working, so. And I, I think his last stream was on YouTube, too. Yeah, I've been trying different things. Nice, nice. All righty. Well, thanks for coming on. It was great having you. No, it was great to be here. For the listeners, we, we know this is definitely an unconventional type of episode. I think we've only strayed from video games. Was this a second or third time? Something like that? Yeah, first time was Sandra Bullock. So. Well, there you go. Twice now. Ooh, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> illustrious company it was it was definitely a stream of consciousness episode because (laughs) Paul couldn't make it so we just winged it nice but uh at least this one's a little more focused so thank you all for hanging out with us and uh we will catch you again soon later Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbetocancel.com. As well, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been 
press B to cancel.